Pastor Xavier Reese recognizes the coming Savior along with the apostles. Nathaniel here was told plainly by Philip that Jesus was the long-awaited Messiah. Not, well, I think he is. God had been faithful to his promise to Adam and Eve, the seed of the woman, Genesis 3.15. The time had come. You think that these guys understood that God was going to become man one day? You better believe they believe that. That's what they're expecting. Welcome to Simple Truths, the daily half-hour study of God's Word with Xavier Reese, Senior Pastor of Calvary Chapel of Pasadena, California. When Nathaniel asked Jesus how he knew him, Jesus said, I saw you under the fig tree. This statement so stunned Nathaniel that he exclaimed, Rabbi, teacher, you are the Son of God. You are the King of Israel. No other apostles by far expressed greater belief in Jesus upon their first encounter as Nathaniel. Imagine calling someone a king and never having seen him before. How could anyone call Jesus the Son of God unless his mind and heart was completely enraptured by the love of God? Pastor Xavier continues our Simple Truths Character Study series of the Apostles today with Nathaniel. In studying the various characters of the Bible, we have come to understand the great diversity that God is able to use for His own glory. This is made even more clear as we are studying the twelve apostles, for they are as different as one man's fingerprints from another. And they comprise the inner group of the Lord. The key is in allowing God to use our own personalities, our own talent, our own abilities through His gifts, and to transform us from day to day. Would to God that God's people had some stick to itness. <laughs> Long term commitment on every level in life. It seems that we wane in that area. More so as American Christians, because when we're offended, we just pick up our toys and go play somewhere else. And really, the whole thing is to hang in there. I'm not saying you can't go to another church. You may have to go to three or four churches before you find the one that God really has you. But once you get there, be committed. Bartholomew is going to give us a little insight into a different type of individual. He is the sixth apostle in the order of Matthew here, chapter 10, verse 3. And we're using his order. We want to look at him from three vantage points. First, the character, Bartholomew. Second, the communication to Bartholomew, and then thirdly, the conversion of Bartholomew. Let's begin with the character Bartholomew. First of all, the name Bartholomew appears only four times in the New Testament. His name appears three times in the Synoptic Gospels, where the twelve are listed. Matthew 10.3, Mark 3.18, Luke 6.14. It's the only time you find his name in the Synoptic Gospels, Matthew, Mark, and Luke. The appearance is in the list, as I said, of the twelve. Now, the appearance of his name is always the second in the second group of the four apostles. The first four, Peter, Andrew, James, and John, being the most intimate of the twelve. The apostle Bartholomew is joined with Philip 
in all three lists of the synoptics, perhaps an indication of their co-labor as Jesus sent them out twos by twos. Very possible. His name and acts changes. When we come here in the order, Thomas comes second after Philip. Then third is Bartholomew. Then Matthew follows. Three of the four lists have him following Philip. Three of the four lists have Matthew following Bartholomew. One of the lists, Bartholomew, is followed by Thomas, and one other Thomas precedes him. Now, whether this indicates a change in order of importance, we are uncertain. But certainly, as we come to Pentecost, there is an order change there, and we do not find him any longer after Pentecost. Now, we can only draw information from the Bible when it's there. So we certainly do not want to make statements with the absence of information. We don't know. We may get to heaven and find out he was the most popular one, the most important one, the most efficient one. God just didn't record it. But all we can do is draw from the information that's within the scriptures. Now, secondly, Bartholomew is known by another name, which appears six times. And this is found in the Gospel of John. The events fall at the beginning and at the end of the ministry of the Lord, where his name appears. The first five times his name, Nathaniel, is in the context of of his conversion and call in John 1, 45 through 51. That's the first appearance, first five times. The sixth and last time is when Peter, Nathaniel, Thomas, Nathaniel, and the sons of Zebedee, and two other disciples went fishing again. And they said, we'll go with you in John 21, 2, and 3. So John is the only one that gives us these accounts under the name of Nathaniel. The beginning of Jesus' ministry, at the end of his ministry. Confirming that he was an apostle, for those who speculate that he was not. He's found at the beginning. We see his conversion, as we'll see more closely, and we see him in Acts, and the two places there in John. Now, the most common explanation regarding the two names is that as a custom of the day was for doubled names. We've already looked at that with some of the ones we've seen. But again, in John, we have um, Libius, whose surname was Thaddeus. There you have two names. So it's common. Sometimes they bore Greek and Hebrew name. Saul, Paul. The treasure chest is in John's gospel, where we get all that we know about Bartholomew or Nathaniel in order to get a picture of this man. Now, the extent of speculation is great from him being the groom at the marriage at Canaan to being one of the two disciples on the Emmaus Road, but that's just sheer speculation. 
we could add to that speculation, then it doesn't mean it's fact. So we have to be careful. One thing for sure is the man is distinct from all the other 11, even as the fingerprint of every man is different. The name Bartholomew means son of Ptolemy in the Greek and is comprised of two words. The word bar, which means son, and Ptolemy, which means the house of Naphtali, which identifies his family, even as Simon bar Jonah in Matthew 16, 17, son of Jonah. Okay? Some believe that it's his first and last name, Nathaniel being the first, Bartholomew being his last. Mm-mm, whatever. The name Nathaniel means gift of God, good name. Gift of God, chosen sovereignly by God to be one of the 12 apostles. Chosen after an entire night in prayer. Chosen to appear to him by the Lord after the resurrection. Chosen to be sent out to preach the good news to a lost and dying world. Chosen to be studied for our learning. A gift of God. Now, thirdly, the home of Nathaniel, or Bartholomew, was Canaan. John 21.2 tells us that. One of the two accounts that John gives us. Canaan means reed or place of reeds. And Canaan was a town of Galilee near Capernaum. Remember our Lord made Capernaum his central headquarters after he left Nazareth and began his ministry. Canaan was where our Lord wrought the first miracle by turning water into wine in John chapter 2, verse 1 through 11. Without doubt, Bartholomew and Nathaniel was there when that took place. Canaan is the place where the Lord told the noblemen of Capernaum to go home, for his son was healed, he would live. And as he went, his servant met him and told him that he lived. And then when he inquired about the time, he knew it was exactly when Jesus told him in John four forty six. It is called Cana of Galilee in distinction to Cana of Asher in Joshua 19.28. So Bartholomew is not mentioned much. He said, why are we wasting our time? (laughs) Have you ever heard of a name, a man named Jabez? Anybody here? Well, he's like Bartholomew. He's not known by most Christians, and yet he is in the Bible. In 1 Chronicles 4, 9, and 10. Listen what is said about him in that passage. Now Jabez was more honorable than his brothers, and his mother called him his name Jabez, saying, Because I bore him in pain. And Jabez called on God of Israel, saying, Oh, that you would bless me indeed. And enlarge my territory that your hand would be with me and that you would keep me from evil. Listen up. That I may not cause pain. So God granted what he requested. What an incredible prayer request by this man that's mentioned only one time. Oh, that God would multiply Jabez kind. That I would not cause pain. 
He's a great character to study. Only mentioned one time. Now, understand that God did not give us a thick Bible to impress us, to fill up pages. But he chose from all the time, all the people, all the ages, very specific people, events, and things for our learning. So when you go through your yearly reading, verse by verse, and you come to genealogies, don't skip the genealogies. Attempt to pronounce them. The best you can. They're not put there to when you have a hard time to go to sleep at night. (laughs) God has put them there for you and for me. Very important. There are many individuals in the Old Testament as well as the New Testament that we know very little about. Uh, Here on earth, there are also many people we know little about. We will learn much about them in heaven. And we will be astonished at them. Enoch is one that will probably take us back a little bit. Because all we know about Enoch, he was not. He walked with God, he was not, and God took him. That's it. And he had a son after his conversion. Noah will have interesting stories and accounts. All we're told about Noah is that God chose him and he built the ark. And and he's in there three or four chapters and, and that's it. Just 120 years before the flood would be so many things that took place. But equally, there will be many people during our own lifetime, let alone the entire existence of man, that people have never known. They have not been names on billboards. They have not been great pastors, so-called. They haven't written books. They're not conference speakers. And they were going to be right up front. You may be one of these individuals. You might walk in and say, well, nobody knows me. God knows you. Nobody knows what I do. Good. God does. Kind of changes the perspective, doesn't it? There are many on the earth that, though in some form of inner circle, they're not the center of attention or even on demand by those who stand in a more intimate group. You may at times feel like you are insignificant. Yet God is full of interest in you like no other. His ear bends to you. You need to take time to hang out with God in order to be rich in Him and able to do all that He leads you to do. You should be excited about coming to church for one reason and one reason alone. You're coming to hear the voice of God. You're not coming to see if I can come up with a better sermon than last week. Or because you're in a certain group that you hang out afterwards and go have coffee. There should be only one reason why you're excited to come. God. No other reason. My heart as a shepherd grieves and weeps at times. Or how shallow we have become in our relationship with Jesus Christ. And we've substituted him for all that he's given to us. And it's important that um, we realize that there's nothing wrong with the things, but when they become the focus of our chase, 
of our pattern of life, our pursuit, and then they become wrong. It's the one who gave the things that's important. That's where it's at. The character of Bartholomew was not the most popular. <laughs> I hope when he comes up to you in heaven and he introduces himself, he says, you know what? I read about you. I know who you are. <laughs> you don't say, well, what church did you go to? Hmm. Secondly, the communication to Bartholomew is important. We go to John's Gospel, chapter 1, the first appearance of his name, Nathaniel. In John 1, 45, it says, Philip found Nathaniel and said to him, We have found him whom of whom Moses in the law and also the prophets wrote, Jesus of Nazareth, the son of Joseph. Nathanael was sought out by Philip to communicate the message of the gospel. We've already talked about Philip last time. He's just one of these guys. He just brings people. Philip was found by Jesus. Remember in verse 43 of chapter 1 there of John, and Jesus called Philip to follow him, and Jesus saw him respond without any hesitation or procrastination. Philip decided to find Nathaniel, one of his close friends now. Philip is like Andrew, seeking to bring others to Jesus. Nathaniel, remember, is the same person as Bartholomew. Okay? Nathaniel was told by Philip that they had found him whom Moses in the law and the prophets had written about. The implication being that Nathaniel was a student of the Word of God like Philip and the others, Andrew, Peter, James, and John. Do you notice the common thread through these men? Different, but all students of the Word of God. I cannot for the life of me understand how any of you can call yourself Christians and not read or study God's Word. And it happens. Would you believe that I was a lawyer and never picked up a law book? A policeman and don't know anything about the different codes in the law? Or you went into a doctor and say, listen, doc... Okay, you're going to cut. Now, how many times have you done this? Oh, none. In fact, I'm not even a doctor. Oh, really? I just like to call myself a doctor. Things like that have happened. You know that? You ever see those interesting stories on TV? The guy passed himself as a doctor, operated and everything else on different people. Prescribed everything else. Amazing. Nathaniel was obeying the command of the law in Deuteronomy, chapter 6, verse 4 through 9. Joshua 1 8, meditating upon the word day and night, being prosperous, having good success. Nathaniel had a hunger for God's word and the things of God. Listen, you do not get a hunger for God's word by sitting around and by saying, you know, one of these days I'm going to read that book. I almost did it today. You know, in my busy schedule, I'm going to block out one hour. One of these days. The way you get hungry is you eat. That's how you have your hunger grow. And as you eat more, your hunger grows. That's why we can start at first to eat one hamburger and then we build up to two. Because we keep making the storage chest a little bigger. We, we just keep stretching it. 
Oh, that we would hunger for God's word that way and say, you know, I, I studied for a half hour last week. I'm going to study for an hour this week. And increase and to hunger and to grow. Nathaniel was being guided by the truth of God's word, not the trends of the day. Too many people, too many Christians are doing newspaper theology today. And Christians are saying things that are so off the wall about the, the coming of Christ and everything else. And it always happens. Listen, stick to the facts. Only what's scriptural. The Pharisees and scribes were prejudiced towards Jesus because he was not schooled in their schools. And they missed their Messiah. Are you schooled in the word of God or in the trends of the day? Nathaniel, therefore, must have also been looking and searching as they had. As they were students looking, so was he. Common ground. Nathaniel was believed, must have believed the promises of God in anticipating the Messiah. He must have known Isaiah 7, 14. Remember, they didn't have the New Testament. Behold, a virgin shall bear a son. She calls his name Emmanuel. God with us. He was studying, searching. We found him, Philip said. Nathaniel was looking for God to act in his lifetime. Do you expect God to act in your lifetime? Does God just come in and lift you up and change your direction, your thoughts, your mind, your attitude? Or do you always need people to do that? God help you if you do. When God does it, you know you have a relationship. If you're always depending on people, counselors and preachers and everything else... Where's the evidence of your relationship? I'm not saying there's anything wrong with those people. You understand what I'm saying? But it better be happening be you and him. Very important. Nathaniel here was told with certainty about having found God. Moses in the law prophesied. The prophets. That prophet that he was spoken about in Deuteronomy 15, 15, and 19, and God would hold every man responsible at the words that would be proclaimed by the Messiah. This was he. They studied, they searched, they found out, they said, this is him. Daniel prophesied and gave the very day the Messiah would come, the very day from the command that our exercise gave to Nehemiah to restore and rebuild Jerusalem in troubleous times in Daniel 9, 24 through 26. To the very day from March 14, 445 B.C. to April 6, 32 A.D., Jesus walked in, rode into Jerusalem on the donkey on the pole of an ass in Matthew 21. They were studying. They were searching. They were expecting God to deal with their hearts. Does God deal with your heart on a day-to-day basis? Week to week, month to month. Do you see this activity going on? Very important. Notice Nathaniel here was told plainly by Philip that Jesus was the long-awaited Messiah at the end of 45. Not, well, I think he is. (laughs) God had been faithful to his promise to Adam and Eve, the seed of the woman, Genesis 3.15. God had become man, John 1.1, God had done it in his perfect timing. Galatians 4.4, when the fullness of time had come, God sent forth the son made of a woman under the law. God gave him his human name. By the angel Gabriel, he shall call his name Jesus. He shall save their people from their sins. Jehovah's salvation in Matthew chapter 1. The time had come. You think that these guys understood that God was going to become man one day? You better believe they believe that. The Jews believe that. 
That's what they taught. That's what they were expecting. Pastor Xavier Reese with another Simple Truths Character Study today, a series that's helping us to better know the apostles of Jesus. Now there's much more of this message to come next time, but if your schedule won't permit you to tune in, as always, you can pick up a copy. And the title you want to ask for is simply Bartholomew Nathaniel. It's available on CD for just $4. And this might be a study you'd like to pass on to someone in your church or Bible study when you're through. Now once again, the title to ask for is Bartholomew Nathaniel, or simply mention today's date. You can request your copy by writing Simple Truths, 2200 East Colorado Boulevard, Pasadena, California, 91107. Or to make your request by phone, call 800-926-1485. Again, that's 800-926-1485. Or the address once again is Simple Truths, 2200 East Colorado Boulevard, Pasadena, California, 91107. And thanks for mentioning the call letters of this station when you get in touch. This helps us track the effectiveness of this ministry in your area. And then join us for more Simple Truths right here next time with Pastor Xavier Reese. Simple Truths with Pastor Xavier Reese, a daily half-hour broadcast, is a radio ministry of Calvary Chapel of Pasadena, California. www.calvarychapelpasadena.com 